Companionship is what makes every journey enjoyable. Today, we continue our journey with Jesus. Join Scott Pauley as we make brief stops in the Gospel according to Mark. We trust you will enjoy the journey. Isn't it fascinating how many of Christ's final lessons were about prayer? He's about to leave His disciples but he is leaving them with the secret to victory and power, which is prayer. We're journeying with Jesus through Mark chapter number 11, and we've seen already this amazing instruction that he's given to his disciples about prayer, how to pray in faith and how to pray with a forgiving heart. But he also gives another illustration of it. And remember, he's already given one object lesson. He, he cursed the fig tree uh, as an object lesson of his power, but now he gives another illustration of real prayer. Listen to the words of Mark chapter number 11, beginning in verse 15. The Bible says, And they come to Jerusalem. And Jesus went into the temple and began to cast out them that sold and bought in the temple, and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves, and would not suffer that any man should carry any vessel through the temple. And he taught, saying unto them, Is it not written, My house shall be called of all nations the house of prayer? But ye have made it a den of thieves. And the scribes and chief priests heard it, and sought how they might destroy him, for they feared him, because all the people was astonished at his doctrine. And when even was come, he went out of the city. Now this is a little parenthesis uh, between him cursing the fig tree and him teaching uh, his disciples from that incident concerning the fig tree. But please don't miss the message. It is profound. There's a phrase in verse number 17 where Jesus said that his house was to be called of all nations the house of prayer. Now there's a lot of truth wrapped up in those words. Uh, one is this little phrase of all nations. You see, it's to the Jew first but also to the Greeks. Uh, God revealed himself not just to Israel but the goal was through Israel to the world. He, he's always had a heart for all people. Our God is an all nations God. That's why in the New Testament he gives to his church the Great Commission to go and preach the gospel to every creature, go into all nations. But here's the phrase I want to draw your attention to today. He wants his house to be the house of prayer. May I ask you a personal question? Is your house a house of prayer? What does that mean? Well, in this passage, the house was the temple, but we're not under the Old Testament economy. We're not worshiping in a, a temple made with hands. We're not traveling to Jerusalem to worship in that particular facility. So what does this mean to us? Well, certainly your physical house should be a house of prayer. I believe that your family ought to know what it means to pray together. Richard Baxter, the old Puritan, really believed that the building up of the family altar in homes, husbands and fathers leading in this, leading their family to pray to the throne of grace, was one of the secrets and keys to real revival in a community. So your physical home should be a house of prayer. And then your church home should be a house of prayer. The first meeting of the New Testament church after the ascension of Christ was not a preaching meeting, it was a prayer meeting. They went up into an upper room. Every church needs an upper room spirit. And so our churches should have genuine prayer meetings. But the real application of Mark chapter number 11 in the context here is to the temple. So I would ask you, where is the temple today? 
Where is the place where God's glory dwells today? Oh, this is wonderful, isn't it? 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which you have of God, and you're not your own? So I am His temple. If you're a believer, you are His temple. And I want to tell you in the authority of the Word of God that God always expected His temple to be a house of prayer. He wants His home, your heart, to be a house of prayer. That means any other thing that enters in that drives that out, that takes the place only God should rightfully have in our life, it has to be removed. It has to be cleaned up. I ask you again, is your house a house of prayer? Let me give you two or three simple thoughts from this passage. First, uh, think about the renovation of your house. It begins when Jesus moves in, His indwelling. The day you got saved, Christ moved into your house. He made your heart His home. You became His temple. The temple of God, the Bible says, is holy, which temple ye are. So is your body your temple or His temple? It's His temple. It's not my own. I can't do with it what I want to. He moved in. But though it began on the day that He came to indwell me, it continues every day. Every day He's working to renovate in me. I'm glad the Lord's still working on me. Are you happy about that? He's not finished with you yet, my friend. He's still renovating His house. Jesus comes into the temple and begins casting out things. And they weren't things necessarily that were inherently bad. They were just in the wrong place. They should not have been in the temple. And so what does the Lord do? He comes in and He begins casting out fleshly things out of our life. Sometimes even casting out religious substitutes. Not always bad things, but good things that have taken God's place. Everything that steals God's glory is the thing that robs us of His presence. Everything that takes attention away from the Lord Himself in our temple, that keeps us from communing with Him, is the enemy. It must be removed. Let the Holy Spirit do a complete renovation on you today. I tell you, when the Lord makes a man holy, He does more than give him a good name or clean up the outside. No, He, he searches the heart. He cleanses the thoughts. He purifies the motives. Let the Lord renovate His own house today. And then, not only do you see the renovation of this house, you see the furnishings of the house. When the Lord comes in, He brings His own furniture. What furniture does He carry into this temple? He brings truth. The Bible says in verse 17, And He taught, saying unto them, Is it not written? He goes back to Scripture. He quotes from Isaiah chapter 56 and verse number 7. He gives them the Word of God. May I say, if you want your house to be a house of prayer today, let the Word of God get in you. Read the Scriptures. Meditate on the Bible today. Rehearse the promises of God. As you enter into the Word of God, you will enter into the presence of God. Nothing leads me to prayer like reading the Bible. Because when God's speaking to me, the natural response is for me to speak back to Him, to talk to Him. Perhaps our homes, our temples are not houses of prayer like they ought to be because we've not furnished them with the Word of God like we ought to. Remember, God gave His Word so the man of God could be perfect. Thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Let the Lord furnish your house today with His Word. So there's the renovation of the house, casting out everything that detracts. There is the furnishing of the house with the Word of God. And then you can enter into the fellowship in the house. That's what a house is for, isn't it? A place where the family meets, a place to commune and to talk and converse with one another. That's what the Lord wants. He wants a family meeting with you today. That's what prayer is. And here's the sad reality. The only people that couldn't get this were the religious people. 
Uh, the common people seemed to, to receive it. They were, they were in awe of his teaching. But it was the scribes and the chief priests who said, we want to kill him. We want to get rid of him. May I tell you that if you are willing today to put aside your empty religion and your vain uh, routines and enter in with the Word of God to a place of prayer and commune with God, God will meet you there. Uh, verse 19 says that Jesus left the temple, went out of the city. It's really sad that in the place where they should have most welcomed His presence, He was not welcome. And He had to go to another place. Let the Lord be welcome at your house today. Is Jesus welcome in your heart today? Have you thrown out the welcome mat? Have you said to the Lord, I love you. I want to commune with you today. I want to talk with you. I want to hear your voice. I ask you, is Jesus at home at your house? Is your house a house of prayer? Allow the Lord to remove every other thing today and enter into the presence of God. Thank you for traveling with us through God's Word. We would love to hear from you and share additional resources for enjoying the journey. Visit us online at scottpauley.org. May God bless you as you walk with Christ today.